How many of you guys saw the new Star Wars movie? You saw The Force Awakens. How many of you guys saw it more than once in the theaters? Keep your hand up. The, the Force Awakens, the newest Star Wars movie. I saw it twice. So, okay, let's see who did it the most. I'm curious. How many times you see it? Twice, twice, twice. Four times in theaters? Dang, dude. Four times in theaters. That's, that's pretty impressive. I saw it twice in theaters myself. Uh, the first time Wes and I saw it, we were like on the second row like this. And so I went back again to see it without giving myself a neck ache. Um, how many of you have seen the original Star Wars trilogy, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi? A bunch of you guys have, okay. All right. Anybody seen the prequels, right? Phantom Menace. Uh, I forget the other ones, but there are seven Star Wars movies so far. They're going to get to nine before this thing's out, plus some spinoffs. So, all right, put your hands out. That's awesome. So in the original or in the prequel set, The Phantom Menace and uh, what are the other movies in that one? No, not New Hope. The what? Attack, Attack of the Clones, right? And then uh, what's the third one? Revenge of the Sith. There you go, Revenge of the Sith. So in those three movies, who is the main character? Anakin Skywalker, right? Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker is the, the main character. And so tonight, we're going to talk about Anakin Skywalker and his journey through the first six movies, episode one, two, three, four, five, six. And so, and I promise there's like a biblical correlation here. I, I promise there is. You'll see it, and we're going to get there. So, and we're going to watch clips. So the, this first clip, uh, we've got Obi-Wan Kenobi is talking to Luke Sky or not Luke, t talking to Anakin's mom. Okay, so we've got Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's the dude with the beard. He's talking to Anakin's mom, and they're talking about Anakin Skywalker. So hit that clip, and we'll watch it, and then we'll move on. I'm sorry. It was Qui-Gon, not Obi-Wan. That was my mistake. It's Qui-Gon Jinn. But we notice in that they say a few things about Anakin. They say that the mother says that he knows nothing of greed. Okay, he doesn't know about greediness. He is he is innocent. He is pure. He is selfless, right? He gives to people without expecting anything in return. He's, he's pretty humble. And the big thing, right, like the big thing that really parallels this to the Bible, she says she doesn't, there was no father, right? So he's, a, so he's virgin born, okay? And that sounds like somebody in the Bible. I hope you guys are, are catching that, right? Jesus is the same way. Jesus is innocent, the Bible talks about him being a spotless lamb. He's virgin born, just like Anakin was. And so we have this immediate parallel from Anakin's birth to Jesus' birth. Um, the Bible says in Hebrews 4.15 that Jesus has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Okay, so he is clean and spotless and, and pure. Uh, even Pilate, when they're about to kill Jesus, and here in this Easter time of year, uh, you might hear about this Sunday. You'll hear about it here if you come here on Sunday morning. Um, where he talks, even Pilate says, I don't have a reason to punish Jesus. Like when the, 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 the people are trying to get Jesus killed and Pilate's going, you guys, he hasn't done anything wrong. And so in John 18 and, and John 19, two different times, Pilate says, I find no fault in this guy. And yet, so, you know, he says, hey, listen, you guys are going to do what you're going to do, but just so you know, I don't see anything wrong with the way Jesus is behaving, what he's doing. So just like 
Anakin, in his younger days, he's spotless, he's pure, he doesn't have these blemishes, um, and he's virgin-born. Jesus, the same way, innocent, virgin-born, very much like Anakin in his younger days. So now we're going to skip to later. We're going to skip to the, that was in episode one. In episode three, we find the point where uh, Mace Windu, which is Samuel L. Jackson, he's a good guy. Uh, he's fighting the emperor, who's the bad guy. If you don't know, you'll be able to tell kind of who's who. Mace Windu, is, he'll be the guy standing up, basically, and, and uh, the emperor is laying down here. And Anakin comes in, and Anakin has to pick a side. He has to pick which side he's going to be on. So, uh, Cortland, go ahead and hit that next clip for us. Disregarding the terrible acting in that movie. Um, at this point in the story, in Anakin's big-picture story, he has now become evil, right? He has, he has chosen to take on and join the, the dark side, the evil side, the bad side. And he eventually, by the end of that movie, he, he becomes Darth Vader. He's no longer Anakin. He's Darth Vader, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes here. Um, and, and you may think, okay, I don't get where Jesus comes into that. Jesus still never did anything wrong, and that's true. He didn't. But what Jesus did was he took our sin upon himself, so uh, in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 1, it says, God made him who had no sin, so that's Jesus, to be sin for us. So Jesus became and he did take on our sin when he was on the cross, when he was dying for us. He took our sin so that we could be clean, right, so that we could be forgiven of it. The scripture goes on and says, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So basically, Jesus took the sin off of us so that we could be clean. It's kind of like a wash rag. You guys ever, you get a clean wash rag or you're like if you're doing the dishes. Anybody actually like hand wash dishes still? Just, okay, good. So, so y'all know, if you have like a really clean sponge or a clean rag that you're washing with and you do a load of dishes, when it's over, how's the sponge or the rag look? Looks gross. It's dirty, right? Because it took the dirt off of the dishes, right? That's a really basic example, but it's the same thing Jesus took on our sin so that we could become clean and we could become righteous like God. And, and, and we know that it was a choice. Like for, both, like for Anakin, it's a very obvious choice. He chooses to cut off Mace Windu's hand and then allow him to be thrown off the building. Um, and he chooses to join the dark side. And Jesus made a choice as well to do that. Jesus could have. He had the power. He had the strength and the, the human authority and the, the, the godly authority to not go to the cross for us. In fact, we know in the Bible that he, he kind of didn't want to. His human body didn't want to. In Luke 22, it says, uh, He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. So he's basically saying, listen, God. I don't really want to go through this because it's going to hurt. It's going to be really bad. But I will choose to accept your will. And if this is the way that it's got to be done, then it's got to be done. And Jesus chose to take our sin and to clean us up even when it wasn't, uh, it was necessary. But, but he could have tried to find another way. But Jesus said, you know what, We're gonna, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go through this thing for you. Now, we're going to skip ahead. We're going to skip a couple of movies. We're going to go to Return of the Jedi. Okay, this is the, um, the final of the, of the six that composed the first two trilogies. And 
Darth Vader is Anakin. So Anakin became, at the end of the movie we just saw, Anakin becomes Darth Vader. And Darth Vader's a bad guy for two movies. For most of three movies, Darth Vader's a bad guy. But, and in this situation, we've got the Emperor, the same dude we just saw, and he's trying to kill Luke, who is Anakin's son. So Anakin, Darth Vader, has a son, and the Emperor is trying to kill that son, and uh, this, is, this is what happens. Hey, it's that last video. So Anakin chose to give up his life so that his son Luke could live. He chose to attack the Emperor when the Emperor was trying to kill Luke, and, and it ended up killing Anakin, right? And he, he chose that. And in this, after three and a half, almost three full movies of, of him being this bad guy, this Darth Vader, uh, Anakin has this redemption where uh, he puts himself aside and he selflessly gives up his life so that Luke can live. Now, here's the thing. Those are all uh, three similarities between Anakin and Jesus, because we know that Jesus died to save us. It says in Luke uh, 23, 24, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. That's Jesus saying, I'm going to take on theirs, like we talked about earlier. They don't know what's happening. I'm going to clean them up. And then uh, a few verses later, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he said this, he breathed his last. So he died. And so just like Anakin gave up his life for his son, Jesus gave up his life as well. Now here's some differences, okay? There, and there's, there's a couple of really big differences. First thing is this. Anakin died to save Luke. But Jesus died to save all of us. See, Anakin was just about saving one person. And that's admirable. The Bible says there's no greater love than this that a man should lay down his life for a friend. And when we're willing to, when somebody's willing to lay down their life for somebody else, that is the greatest form of earthly love that we can, we can show. But Jesus did it not just for one person. Jesus did it. He didn't just take on one person's sin, which would be bad enough. He took on all of our sin. He took on every bad thing that you and I have ever done, and he took that to the grave. He died to save all of us. He died to save you and the person next to you and your mom and your dad and everybody that you know. He died so that we could have life. The other big difference is this. Dad coming. The other big difference is this. In uh, Luke 24, it says, in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. They're at the grave of Jesus. There's some people at Jesus' grave. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. And that's what Easter's all about. Easter's coming up in a few days, and, and, and there's a lot of things that go on with that. You know, we get cheap candy, and we get peeps. Anybody like marshmallow peeps? No, thank you. Thank you. I'm with you guys. They're gross. And we have one person here who likes them, but that's okay. Uh, but that's not what Easter's about. Easter's not, it's not even about Cadbury caramel eggs, which are the best candy of Easter time is the caramel eggs. But Easter is about when Jesus rose from the grave. He's the only person to ever rise from the grave of his own power. And, and so that's a big difference because when Anakin dies, he's dead. Like he does not come back later in the movie. He does not uh, show up in episode 7. He is dead. He is no longer there. But Jesus does 
come back to life. And I think it's another interesting kind of parallel here. Uh, Anakin is Darth Vader. He's kind of evil um, for three movies, uh, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And in the third movie, he becomes good again. Just like Jesus on the third day rose again, Anakin turned his, you know, redeemed himself on the third movie. I just thought that was another interesting little, little parallel there. Um, but here's the thing. Jesus rose again and, and, and is still living today. Not earthly, not like you think, oh, I'm going to go hang out with Jesus. Um, he, he's living in heaven at the right hand of the Father. But that is what this Easter season is all about. See, pop culture and culture in general is full of things that reflect the Bible story, even when people don't mean to. John Lucas, not a Christian. Okay, he's not. He's a, I forget what he is. He's kind of weird religion. Uh, John Lucas, the guy, George Lucas, not John Lucas, George Lucas, who wrote and directed uh, the star, who's the creator of the Star Wars universe. Uh, he's not a Christian, but he either knowingly or unknowingly, created this reflection of Jesus a little bit in Anakin. And, and, and there's other movies and books and things as well that have these kind of reflector. A- anytime you see the end of a movie where one person chooses to sacrifice themselves to save a bunch of people, that is at its root a reflection of Jesus. And here's the thing. Even though Jesus came to save us and he came to, to love us and so that we could uh, ha- clean, like we talked about with the dishes, we could be clean. We have to accept that, right? The Bible says this, and you may be thinking, you know what? I don't need the cleaning. I- I'm, I'm pretty good. I do a pretty good job of being a good person. But the Bible in Romans 3.23 says that, 3.23 says that all have sinned and fa- fallen short of the glory of God. Other scriptures say we all, like sheep, have gone astray. It doesn't say some. It doesn't say everybody except a few. It says all of us have sinned. And sin is when we, when we choose to do something that's outside the will of God or we do something that, that goes against God's will for our life. And we have all done that, every one of us. None of us can claim perfection. And the problem when we sin is on a big picture eternal level uh, that, that God, who is perfect and holy, he wants relationship with us. That's what we're created for. The problem is he is holy and he cannot be in relationship with with somebody who is not who is not perfect, and so it says, the wages of sin is death. So when we sin, we're separated from God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Because going on to Romans five eight, God demonstrates His own love for us in this: that while we were all sinners, Christ died for us. So God cannot be in relationship with a dirty plate. Going back to our dishwashing analogy, but. Jesus, while we were still dirty, died to take it away, died to make us clean again so that we could be in relationship with God like we were designed for. And all it takes is this, uh, Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And that's what it takes to have that relationship with God. That's what it takes to be clean. And it doesn't make you perfect because I'm still not perfect. Nobody in here is. Even if you know Jesus, you're still not perfect, right? We can all agree on that. I've been saved 23 years this summer. I'm still a long dang way from perfect. But Jesus' death 
continues to wipe me clean. He continues to make us more and more like him. And when we, when we accept that relationship, when we re- renew that relationship with God, we get an earthly peace. The Bible says uh, we get a peace that passes understanding. Anybody sing that song when you were a kid? I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And there's another verse that says I got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. My dad liked to sing weird verses. He's saying, I got the beautiful, the beautiful beliefs that baffle the Buddhists. The beautiful beliefs that baffle the Buddhists. I don't know where he got it, but that was one of, I don't know. That, that was one of my dad's verses when I was a king. The beautiful beliefs that baffle the Buddhists. Go down in that, that's my heart. Uh, say, yeah, it's hard to say fast, but I don't know where that came in my head from. But we get an earthly peace. The Bible says also that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we had that relationship with God, with Jesus, like we were designed for, we don't have to continue to feel condemned and guilty because even though we do screw up, we become more and more like Jesus, and he continues to make us clean. And then we get an eternity with the God of the universe who loves us. We were created for that, for an eternal relationship with God. That's what you were put in this world for. That's what the world was created for. In Genesis, God said, let us make man in our own image. He said, let God made us to be like him and to be in relationship with him. And so tonight, I want to offer you guys the chance to begin that relationship with God. I want to offer you the chance to to begin that relationship that you were created for. And uh, here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to ask you guys to bow your head and close your eyes right now. Nobody looking around. And... If you are in here, I'm going to ask two questions tonight. If you are in here and you say, you know what, I have that, I've begun that relationship, uh, but I've walked away from it. And this isn't just, I yelled at my brother today, so I need to get saved again. That's not what I'm talking about. This is a bigger picture. You know what, I started that relationship at some point, but I chose to walk away. And I have made a choice not to engage in that relationship. But today I want to start it again. If that's you, right now, I want you to raise your hand and then slip it right back down. You don't have to leave it up. You can just put it up and put it right back down. I see a hand. I see it. And if you're here tonight and you don't have or you never had that relationship with God, you say, you know what, I see this thing where I see how Jesus died for me and, and he showed us the greatest act of love. And tonight, for the first time, you want to start that relationship, you want to begin that relationship with God. If that's you, then I want you to raise your hand right now and put it up and put it back down. I see a hand. Tonight you have an opportunity to begin a relationship with Jesus because that's what you were created for. It's what we were all created for. I'm going to pray over us all, and and if you raise your hand for either one of those tonight, know that there's not some magic prayer, there's not some magic words that you say. If If in your heart you say, I believe who Jesus is, and I want that relationship with God, that's all it takes to start that. It's the beginning of a beautiful journey, of an amazing journey. And so I'm going to pray over all of you guys, and, uh, And then we'll keep going with tonight. God, we thank you for who you are, Lord. We thank you for choosing to die on that cross for us.
God, those years ago, Lord, when, when, when we did not have a way to make ourselves clean, you died on that cross to make us clean. And Lord, we're thankful for that. God, tonight, for those that raise their hands, I pray that you would refresh their hearts. Lord, that they would draw closer to you, that they would uh, come to know you better through time in your word, through time in prayer. God, I pray for those maybe that didn't raise their hand that needed to, or, or those who are in a relationship with you, Lord, that you would continue to draw us all closer to you. Lord, I pray that you would be evident and that relationship would be evident in the way we treat our classmates and the way we treat our friends and the way we treat our families and the way we treat our, our teachers. And everybody we come in contact with would see the relationship with you and the way that it's affecting and changing our lives. God, we want to live a life that is reflective of who you are. And, and, and what you have done and the change you have brought in our lives. God, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for dying for us. And we thank you for raising from the dead and for being alive and a God that we can come to and a God who is, who is ready for that relationship, Lord. God, we love you and it's in your name we pray. Amen.